Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. Now, what is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more about them at LuckyTats.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, just call or text 765-233-2640. Again, that's 765-233-2640. We might even use it on the show. Also, be sure to join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us there. And who do we have on the show today? Today in the studio, we have me, Angie Rogers Howell. That's right, but we're not interviewing you live right now. I went back and listened to the first few episodes of our podcast Mm -hmm. in 2019 when we started it in January. And there is a story that we told over multiple podcast episodes that I've condensed into one episode, and that episode is today. Absolutely. So if you're new to the podcast, or even if you listened to these a while ago when they first came out, uh, just listen to them again, because it's all about me, and you know how I love to be the center of attention, and it's about me. You grew up a heathen. (laughs) I did not. I grew up very good girl, um, very, very conservative Christian, nicely term it in our house, super Christian. Yes. Um, Very much what you can't do instead of what you can do. Yeah, like uh, Scooby Doo. You know, that was that was on in my house. Uh, We watched Saturday morning cartoons, things like that. Did you do that? No, absolutely not. Scooby Doo was evil because uh, I don't know there were like monsters and ghosts and whatever. Even though at the end they were, it was always the kids (laughs) that somebody was dressed up as a monster. It didn't matter. They were monsters, so Scooby Doo was out. Smurfs. Smurfs. Absolutely no, because Gargamel was a wizard. Oh yeah, uh, and that was evil. And then like there was magic. Yeah, there was magic. And looking back on it now, like. There was only one Smurfette. Uh, I don't know. Where did all those Smurfs come from? I don't know. I don't know if that bothered my parents or not. <laughs> but now that I look back, I'm like, well, that's a little weird. Uh, so Smurfs, no. What about Care Bears? I magic. know Care is in their name, but uh, <laughs> no, that they were magic. Um, actually, I was allowed to watch Care Bears for a while until so I got like really into it and I really liked it, and then yeah. my parents must have like looked at it closer and they were like oh wait there's magic in that show so eh, no more Care Bears so I I liked it but then it got taken away uh Rainbow (laughs) Bright wasn't allowed to watch that uh Voltron He-Man She-Ra pretty much anything that was on Saturday morning cartoons no so what did I did I watch yeah what did you watch oh I watched a lot of PBS so lots of Mr. Rogers Neighborhood Sesame Street and that's funny because your dad was my dad Rogers. I mean, he's still Mr. Rogers, yes. <laughs> and my cousin uh, owns his own plumbing company, and it's Mr. Rogers Plumbing. 321 Contacts, you remember that show? Oh, yeah. 321 Contacts. Contact. So, yeah, those kinds of things. My sister, when she was growing up, we watched, uh, she watched DuckTales a lot. DuckTales, okay. Um, I loved Scrooge McDuck. I hated it when they, like, went into, like, the mythology lands or whatever, and, like, they had the ro- gods and the whatever. That mm. was, that was not... That was not okay because that was not <laughs> Jesus and that was not okay. Uh, so we watched a lot of Je- DuckTales. I think Lisa watched Gem and the Holograms and stuff like that. Yeah. But Did you grow up with cable or over the air only? 
just only regular TV. Me too. There, so. We had an antenna, which my dad like souped up to like, yeah. yeah, you would turn this knob and it would turn. So then we could get like Fort Wayne stations yes. or if we turned it the other way. We could get Dayton stations or whatever. So yeah, we had that. We could get uh, Channel 40, which was the uh, Christian station Oh yeah, uh, from Lester Summerall's church. So we got that and they played like Gospel Bill on there, which I'm sure you don't even know what that is, but it was a... Now, Channel 40, though, in the afternoon, did they play uh, Hogan's Heroes yes. and... Uh, Bonanza. Bonanza, yes. Ugh, yes. <laughs> I think they still do because I, I catch my dad out in the uh, in, in the garage watching that stuff. and My dad did watch Hogan's Heroes a lot, okay. and I thought that show was gum, and I did not like it. I, I enjoyed the Hogan's Heroes. I thought it, 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 they were sneaky. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just didn't get it. I was too young, I think. Touched by an angel. Oh. You're talking about i do not like touched by an angel highway to heaven touched by an angel my dad here's the story about touched by an angel okay my dad is more of a sensitive type i think that's weird but whatever i don't think you got any of that but no i did not (laughs) absolutely not so my dad would we'd watch touched by an angel we'd all have to sit there every like it's not a big reveal like every episode she comes out i'm an angel or whatever right (laughs) and my dad would cry Every single time, like every week, I'm an angel. And you look over, my dad's like crying, and we're all like, dude, did you not see this coming? <laughs> did you know Farmhouse Creative can help you with print materials, including business cards, stationery, letterhead or envelopes, brochures, postcards, rack cards, promotional products, table throws, banners, calendars, direct mail pieces, including the mailing, boring forms that people say they're not going to use anymore, but they totally do. Anything with ink on it, we can handle it. Find out more at farmhousecreative.net. Uh, well, just growing up, we were very conservative Christian, which is great and wonderful, but we were a little more extreme than just like your regular, <laughs> you know, everyday like Sunday morning Christians or whatever. Mm-hmm. We were Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. This uh, is church. This that, is yes, going to church. Going to church. Um, and then I was also in the praise band and things like that. So praise band rehearsal was on Thursday night and then start all over again on Sunday. But to me, it was normal because all of my friends did that. Like, but even my friends at school and things like that, they were big, big time, you know, church goers too. So it was just normal to me. I didn't think it was weird until later. And we were evangelical and spirit filled. Holy Ghost, that kind of thing. Dancing, oh, we everyone had to dance. Like dancing was a big thing because okay. David danced in Jehovah's Sight. There's a whole song about it. We didn't sing hymns. I don't think in that church we hardly ever sang hymns. Uh, speaking in tongues, big big deal. Uh, we were spirit filled, so that meant you get the gift of the Holy Ghost, laying hands on people, um, falling laying out. hands like. Like that that one guy on TV, Detriment, they fall over. And they over. fall over. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Uh, falling over. I thought over. that only happened on TV. Come nope, on. Nope. 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 <laughs> it happened in my church and lots of, I mean, there's lots of churches who do that. So the way I was brought up in church is very different than the way that Matt yes. occasionally went to church. <laughs> we'll just say that. <laughs> one thing I did not do is when you get prayed over and they fall over, we call that being slain in the spirit in okay. the world. I did not do that because I was like, God, if you want me to fall over, that's fine, but you're going to have to like knock me over. And God never did. I went to that church from fourth grade all the way through high school. Okay. But so once I got into junior high, the youth group part was on Sunday nights. So oh, we yes. went to youth group church. Tell me about being in youth group growing up, though. Well, we had a very small youth group. I mean, it went from seventh grade to graduating high school. Yeah. Um, but at any time, there were probably 20 kids in it because it wasn't like a huge, huge church. Um, so the kids who were in my youth group, I mean, we like there was no room for like click 
likes and who likes who and who doesn't like who because there's only 20 of us we have to get we have, <laughs> yeah, to, get have to get along, along. We would watch videos about why secular music was evil. Nice. And, well, you know, this was back in like the early, the 80s, early yeah, 90s. Yeah, late 80s, early 90s. Where we Satanic had the whole, Panic, like everyone oh was like for sure that I everyone that was backmasking stuff. episode that they had on TV and that was, that was huge. It was like all the music I was getting ready to listen to or was already listening to was already on that list. It was like, definitely oh Satanic and they were singing <laughs> to their sweet Satan if you played it backwards. Yeah, that Judas I was in fourth or fifth grade and okay. I was a quiet scaredy cat kind of person anyway so we watched these videos in Sunday school so like during morning kids church or whatever okay. um, and they were called like the mark of the beast uh, <laughs> and there, there was a trilogy so we watched all three of them but it ends up it's all about you know the apocalypse like the rapture has happened Jesus has come back taken all of the believers back to heaven and anybody who wasn't a Christian or didn't believe or thought they were a Christian but oops guess not you weren't uh, you all got left behind okay. and eventually you have to take the mark of the beast which is like 666 or back in the day when I was growing up people thought Social security numbers? Yeah. Oh, that was the gateway to the mark of the beast. Or <laughs> <laughs> when they started scanning, barcode scanning things yes. at the grocery store. Oh, no. that The devil was coming back. Like, that was the mark of the beast that, for That's sure. how it'll, it'll be. Right on your wrist, you'll have 666, a uh, little barcode. Yeah. Beep. beep. So, okay. anyway, this whole story. And it's, like, from the 70s. So, like, the production value is terrible. But this girl thinks she's a Christian. Mm -hmm. She gets left behind. Long story short, she has to like hide in the in the woods, in the bushes and stuff. Like yeah. all of these people who are now now they've decided, oh, now I'm a Christian and I'm not going to take this mark of the beast. So now they're being hunted, okay. and all of the evil Satan people are trying to find them, and they can't buy any food, they can't do anything because they don't have the mark of the beast, so they can't go to the grocery store. They hide in the bushes. Eventually, they get caught. They stand trial, and she will not renounce. Yeah, that's God. the final thing. You have to renounce God. Or right, renounce God, take the mark of the beast, and you're the, okay. Or they the cut guillotine. your head off with a guillotine. <laughs> and the final scene of of the final no. thir third video is you're, you're how this I'm fourth, fifth, sixth grade, maybe fourth grade, fourth grade. So I'm okay. like ten, right? So the mm -hmm. ending scene, the very ending scene, is this girl saying, "No, I believe in Jesus," and they put her on the guillotine, they chop her head off, and like her head goes rolling, and they catch it in a basket, cut to black. Oh, my <laughs> it scared the Jesus out of me. <laughs> like I thought for sure. Oh no! Now, See, now, I think I'm a Christian, but I'm not. <laughs> now this, this caused you some issues later on. True. Uh, you would come home from after school or something. I come like home that. from after school. My parents might be you know working out in the backyard or out in the garage. I don't know. Mom, Dad, and I no answer. I'm like, oh no! I've been left behind. <laughs> I must not be a good enough Christian. Here then, comes the guillotine. Here comes the guillotine. I'm gonna be living in the woods. Oh my God. So, yeah. So then I would be like, all right, dear Jesus, I ask you into my heart. I repent for all my sins or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, just to cover my bases in case I wasn't <laughs> as saved as I thought I was. <laughs> so, way back in 1996, mm -hmm. it was Friday the 13th. It was. In October. Yes. Something bad happened to you. Something bad happened. And I can't remember what the name of the fear of Friday the 13th is. It's something big and long and hard to say. But yes. I don't have that. But something did bad did happen to me on friday the 13th what happened to you i was in a really bad car accident in fact i think it made the news and the paper and all kinds of stuff it was out on i-69 yep, right? out by the 
<laughs> Daleville no. Outlet Mall <laughs> back, <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> but yeah, so that, now that's the Heartland Center, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So right there in front uh, on I-69. On 69 going northbound. Yeah. Now, what was the situation? You were in a van with multiple people. Yes. Yeah, so I was in a van with a bunch of my school friends. We were all 16. Uh, the girl who was driving... I mean, she, I mean, she was 16 too. So we were all young, dumb kids or whatever. We got in the van. We were going to, uh, to see our team play a volleyball tournament or something. Okay. Um, so we were in the van. We had maybe stopped for gas or drinks or something. I don't remember. Um, but we got back in the van and buckled everybody's seatbelts, except for me and my friend in the back seat who were talking and didn't remember to buckle our seatbelts. Now, my family always wears their seatbelts and all it was like definitely a thing. And I just, for, I was talking and didn't think about it and forgot. And so we were driving. And we're in the back of a van. And we're in the back of a van. And it's the mid nineties. Like I, I, I'm not even sure I would have wore a seatbelt. Most people didn't, but like my family was like crazy about it. Like we definitely always, so mom, when you listen to this, we always wear our seatbelts. And that time I just did not. <laughs> you did not. So you're cruising down the so road. So we're driving down what the happened? road. Our tire blew out. 16 year old driver. Young experienced driver overcorrected i think we swerved off from one side of the road we came back on the road and overcorrected anyway we i think we crossed both lanes of traffic traffic and into so we ended up like on the opposite side of the road okay on our side and this was i was 16 i don't remember any of this this is just all things that either i've been told told or i read in the paper or whatever it was pretty i mean i was fairly badly hurt i I was in the hospital for like three days you uh did you go from the front to the back i believe you told me i went from the back seat to the front seat that's correct and out the front and then out the side window so you you were ejected i was yeah oh my gosh yep so i was out of the ejected out of the car uh i had road rash all that good stuff um so yeah so i ended up and you still have scars i do i've got a scar here on my my hair grows weird here because of that i would i would call that your harry potter scar it's kind of like because it's right up there it is up there (laughs) but yeah anyway so i have scars i'd have staples in my head i had three staples in my head which those are weird but that wasn't the worst thing no that wasn't the worst thing that happened my friend who was in the car with me she um was partially ejected i think um and she died on impact so she uh so she died, um, which was very sad, and it's still very sad now, but it's been 20 years ago. I can't remember. Yes, but, but it was a life-changing event it was, that yeah. uh, set you in a different path of life. Well, yeah, it definitely impacted my life. Three to four years ago was the first time you went back to see your friend. Oh, yeah. I went Yeah, I went to her gravesite three or four years ago, and that was very emotional. And you know, I'm not a very emotional person, but uh, it was, it did impact me a lot. Um, And so that was interesting to go back uh, because after the accident, um, when you have like a traumatic brain injury kind of thing, because I had like a blood clot around my brain, I broke my, the bone around my, my orbital bone, the bone around your eyeball, like your eyebrow bone. I broke that. I had like, you had glass, I had glass and shards of glass in my hand, like a year later that was coming out and stuff. So like, there was some bad stuff, like whatever. And I was in the hospital for three days, but I was out of school for like two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, but when you have a traumatic brain injury like that, your brain kind of like gives you some kind of amnesia, like to yeah, you don't to permit to to prevent for you from remembering that impact that, and that trauma. trauma. So I don't remember anything from like I remember leaving the school, and then I remember like three weeks later. Like, I don't remember any of that in between there. So, which is probably good that I don't remember it. Was anybody else injured in the uh, no, in the van? Everybody else was fine because okay. they, they, had their, their they had their seatbelts on and they were fine. Um, so this was obviously, it was a big 
traumatic thing that happened for our school. Like I went to a tiny school in Anderson. It was tight, like Liberty Christian school. I went there. There were like 15 people in my whole class. So, um, and half of us were in that car and the other half were playing volleyball at the tournament. Um, so it was a very impactful thing at the school. Um, they still have a scholarship that they set up in her name and everything. It was obviously a big impact for her family. And we kept in touch for several years after that. I don't know. It's not a fun thing to talk about. But it's something that was major that happened to you in your life. Yeah, definitely. And definitely, I think, impacted the way I think about things and how I view life and just I know stuff. we were on uh, a, a Disney ride where God, it looked ride. like a, a car comes fr- at you from from the side it kind of pops out yeah it's or whatever. fast just track like, it, you're yeah. you are supposed to be a crash test dummy in this car and I'm like <laughs> and so I've been there I've done that like I've lived through that I don't want to do that again so she got off that ride and she was like nope I don't like that. I do not like it. I don't want it. It just brings back bad stuff, bad juju, and I don't want to do it. Anyway, it makes me nervous. It also makes me like I'm never going to be the one to teach our kids how to drive. Like we've got three older ones. I didn't teach the older two how to drive. I'm not teaching Holdy. I'm not going to teach Zuzu. That's just something that I'm not going to do. Uh, so that's your job, husband. Yes, and I've, uh, I've done You have now done a good job. Three times, and I've taught the three, and nobody's hit a culvert yet because I always say, culverts kill that's true they do we make our kids cry when we say that but <laughs> yes because I, I i drive home the facts so. culverts kill anyway so it's not something that's fun and i like to talk about but it is an impactful part of my life and that some people don't know uh, so i think it's important and, to talk about and good for you not to be afraid of friday the 13th as a yeah. as a date that uh, that lives in infamy for you it does live in infamy but you know what bad things happen every day <laughs> Did you know Farmhouse Creative can help you with digital advertising, such as social media management, pay-per-click campaigns like Google, Facebook, and Instagram, website design, website refresh, video production, copywriting, and more. Visit us at farmhousecreative.net. You went on, uh, you amped it up another notch, and you went to a Christian Bible college. Yes, I doubled down on the whole religious experience. And so when I say I went to a Christian Bible college, some people are like, oh, you went to like Anderson University or somewhere like that. No, no. I did not. My sister went to <laughs> AU, uh, not me. I wanted to be a like praise and worship leader, a music pastor, something like that. And I also wanted to be a pastor's wife. I (laughs) went to a little Bible college that no one's ever heard of. And then I say that and everyone's like, well, what one was it? And I say World Harvest Bible College. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, I haven't heard of that. Where's that located at? (laughs) It's in Columbus, Ohio. It's well, it's in the outskirts of Columbus, Ohio, in the middle of some cornfields. But it's not too far away from like downtown Columbus. Like you get there in like half an hour, like OSU, Ohio State University was not that far away my college was maybe 200 people and did you did you live on campus well what was the makeup of they had dorms um but they like were literally in the back parking lot of a mega church world harvest church okay run by rod parsley um and he was very very inspirational to the church that i was attending in high school so he started this bible college to train young pastors and music ministers and all that kind of stuff so i was like i'm gonna go there part of your you know how like all right you go to ball state you have to get certain like volunteer hours yeah yeah okay well we had to do that but then we also had to have phone bank hours so this church was on, we were on TV, we were on Channel 40, we were on cable, whatever, all this kind of stuff. So, and of course at the bottom, you know, like if you want prayer, call this 800 number and we will pray with you. You would think <laughs> that you're, if you're in a situation where you need to call somebody to pray with you, yeah. you're going to get some experienced 
good maybe some little old ladies who want to pray or some dudes who are like on they've, fire they've or been whatever. praying for a while they know they how know to do how it. to do it they know what they're doing uh, chances are you're probably going to get one of the bible college kids who are <laughs> 18 to 20 something years old so yes we had to work a certain number of hours in the phone bank and it was my most dreaded time of doing it because i I don't know if you know me or not, but I am not a touchy-feely person. Yeah. Uh, I don't really want to hear people's problems, and I definitely don't like to like pray out loud for other people or whatever. But we had to do it in order to graduate, so I did it. And you know what? Some weirdos call that phone bank. No way. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are some <laughs> like legitimate... like. They need some help. There are legit people who call and they need help or whatever, but there gotcha. are also weirdos who just want to mess with like Bible college students, I think, or get their jollies just being weird and gross. I'm gonna say- um, and if you thought the rules when I was a kid growing up with no Scooby Doo or Care Bears <laughs> were tough, these were pretty tough too. So we're all, you know, 18 to 20 something year olds. We're all officially like adults, but no boys were allowed in. Opposite sex was not allowed in the opposite in the other dorms. Okay, uh, at all. We did have one common area where we had like a TV. Okay. Uh, and there was like Tuesdays and Thursdays for like two hours or something each night. The boys could, the come, boys over. could come over and we could watch movies, but only pre arranged, pre approved movies, a lot of which were Veggie Tales. Uh, for <laughs> what? Well, Veggie. You are 18 to 19 years old. Yeah, but that was like watch- in the late 90s when Veggie Tales oh, was when becoming it was a thing. It was super popular. Gotcha. We watched Princess Bride one time, but that was even a stretch. Like, I'm surprised that was allowed. Now, I got a quick question, though, mm-hmm. about this. So, the boys were allowed to come over. Were you allowed to go over to their dorm oh, and absolutely. their common area? No. No. Absolutely. That didn't not. exist. That was so not allowed. They could only they come could over. They could come to ours, but, and you had to sit. You couldn't sit too close couldn't hold hands couldn't put your arm around each other you gotta leave room for the holy ghost <laughs> anybody else who grew up like me knows exactly what i'm talking about when i say that <laughs> i know i know <laughs> but yes leave room for the holy ghost don't get too close uh we did have on the outside on our front porch we had some um benches and stuff so the okay. boys could come sit on the our, the benches and stuff but again don't get too close leave room for the holy ghost if you were getting too close then you the girls would get pulled aside and said hey i think you are yeah like who was watching you who were the the ras and the the residential director and all that kind of stuff okay did you ever get a talking to no because i was so quiet nobody thought i would ever do anything bad so now what 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 time did you have to be in at the dorm i think curfew at the dorms during the week was 10 o'clock so 10 o'clock you have to be there and on the weekends was 11 okay they would lock the doors at curfew. What would you do if you were 11.03, you know? So you'd have to go get one of the security guards, and they would unlock the door and, like, note what time you were late, and you would, it was a dollar a minute every minute you were late. I never had to pay, so I don't remember. <laughs> what happened next? I achieved my, one of my goals. Um, I wanted to marry a pastor, yep. be a pastor's wife, and become a music minister. Okay. Well, I didn't quite become a music minister. I did get a degree in church music. and I did How's a, that going for you? Uh, well, I don't currently use it right now, <laughs> but uh, I do like to sing and dance. Well, not dance. I like to sing. You like to sing, yes. You're active in the Muncie <laughs> Civic Theater. I am active in the Muncie Civic Theater and things like that, so I am currently using that a little bit. I did marry um, my first husband. Spoiler alert, it didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> but um, I married my first husband. His name was... You and, don't have to use real names. Uh, okay, well, sh- that. And there you go. <laughs> Um, married him. He wanted to be a youth pastor. Uh, he had also gone to that same Bible college a couple years ago, had graduated, and was actually working on staff at the church okay. um, at that point in time. So I met him, fell in love, got married, uh, moved to Dallas, Texas. 
Dallas, Texas. Yep. So I grew up in Alexandria, Indiana, teeny tiny little town. Yeah. Went to college in Reynoldsburg, Ohio, and then I moved to Dallas, Texas, which was quite, quite different. It was shocking. I um humid, and hot, hot, Ugh, and so humid. Humid Ugh. is the worst part. It's gross. Like I, <laughs> I love peop- the people in Dallas. I made good friends there. I. I enjoyed the time I had while I was there, but I would not ever want to move back and live in Dallas because it's hot and gross. So I take it he gets a job at a church to be the youth yes, pastor. Yes, he was there. the youth pastor there. So what was your role? In? Uh, I was pastor's wife. Okay. Um, but I was... What's that mean? Keep though? in mind, I was 20. I, I got married. I got married a month after I turned 20. Okay. So I was just barely 20. Moved to Dallas all on my own from a cornfield. I worked... I Actually, I got a job... A paying job because you know we couldn't just live on the pastor's salary alone yeah. so i got a job at dave and buster's um nice i know what you I, do there i was their file clerk so oh, not very okay. exciting <laughs> i worked in their file room but they needed somebody and i was somebody in my in the church my husband worked at worked at dave and buster's and so they got me the job there okay. um and I, from there i moved up the ladder i worked in accounting and i did their accounts payable and a bunch of other boring stuff and everything now what year is this this is 1999 1999 y2k is, is yeah, coming along I, we went paperless at dave and buster's at the time i worked there we had 15 stores i think they have okay. way more than that now across the country yeah. but i was at their corporate office so i wasn't just working you know in like with the ski ball machines and stuff like that we were working with all the stores around the country i was the head person in charge of accounts payable like right under the manager and all okay. of that so my job was to work with the stores work with the accounts payable clerks to get everything paperless uh, up until then we were sending fedex packages every day each store would send in their invoices and all their stuff and they would send us a big package I worked with our IT department and our stores and our clerks and taught them how to scan those all in electronically. I was like 20 years old. So it was it was fun. I really enjoyed that because it was pretty neat. And I enjoyed being like the go-to person. Like you got a problem with how the system works, you talk to Angie before you call the help desk or whatever. <laughs> I, I don't like it when churches do this, but a lot of times it happens. You hire on a youth pastor and then his wife or even a regular the lead pastor, uh, then the wife is expected to be like two for one. Okay. Um, so I worked, yes, I worked in the uh, youth group with him, working with the praise band, the youth group praise band, helping lead that. I also sang in the praise band on Sunday mornings. And this was also a Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday church as well. So that's, I think we had, you know, like a Bible study, like for the kids during the week or like, you know, house uh, home teams and stuff like that. So okay. uh, having kids at our house all the time and eating chips and pizza rolls and all that kind of stuff. So 40 hours at Dave & Buster's, mm-hmm. plus you're coming home, and the rest of the time is pretty much church. Yeah. Or sleeping. Church or sleep, pretty much. Wow. Mostly church. <laughs> and, but you loved it at that point in your uh, life. That church was not the best. It was a little toxic and not super great. Really? Okay. Um, so it turned out, eventually, my husband uh, left that church. We, okay. we resigned. Um, I told him, like, we've got to do something because this is not a healthy way to live. Uh, so he resigned, um, and he actually was off work for almost a year where I supported the family, like, entirely. Um, my wow. working at Dave & Buster's. So he was off work for a year looking for another job. Didn't quite get one. Uh, but eventually he did. A year later, he did, and we moved to California, but not the cool part of California. Not the cool part? No, not Which like... Which part of California? Not Hollywood, you? not the beaches, anything like that. I moved to Barstow, California, which was uh, the desert what do you call it you give it a Uh, kind of the armpit of california um (laughs) some people say that's bakersfield but uh, barstow is pretty pretty similar too 
If what, I thought what's da- the temperature? if I thought Dallas was hot, um, <laughs> Barstow's even hotter. In the summertime, easily 120 degrees. Death Valley was like an hour away from where I was at. Now, where do you live in relation to the church? Then we lived on in the church's parsonage, so okay. the church owned the house. Now it wasn't directly like some of the parsonages are like right next to the house to the church. This or was whatever. down the street. It was like on the next block, but okay. uh, we could open up the gate to our backyard and walk through the parking lot to go over to the church. Um, This church was much better. It was a much better fit. The pastor's there. I'm still friends with them now, even though we don't go. We're obviously, Mm. I'm not a pastor's wife anymore. Um, So this one was a much healthier church. um, And they really did, they told me when we hired on, they didn't want a two for one. Like they understood that I was a separate person and I was not necessarily included in all that. So did you get paid? No, I didn't get paid. (laughs) Uh, and because, you know, I loved what I did and I yeah. wanted to be, I wanted to help my husband and I wanted to do all of that. I did a lot that I didn't get paid for, but it was a because lot. I volunteered it's... for it. They didn't ask me to do it. We started a church plant. We called it a church within a church. Okay. So it was, we, it was called Paradox. And what font did you use? Ugh, it was papyrus. <laughs> Church papyrus. This was in 2001. 2001, okay. I was in charge. Eventually, I I took over our youth, our junior high youth group people, and we were having a hard time finding someone to fill that spot. So I was like, temporarily, I will take on the junior high program. Okay. There were five kids in that program, and I was like, I'll take it over for now. Well, I ended up really liking it, and I kind of stayed over there for the next couple of years or whatever, and really ended up really deciding that I liked junior high kids. Like, I still like junior and high kids. And she still does. They're, I do not understand I how. I love them. The they're just goofy. Like, they want to be adults, but they're not. And then they still have room to be goofy. They're not, like, 16 and angsty all the time. Like, I don't know. I like, I like junior high kids. <laughs> Did you know Farmhouse Creative can help you with graphic design, such as branding, rebranding, billboard design, marketing material design, cleaning up an old logo that someone created 20 years ago, but now all you have is a copy of a copy of a copy saved as a JPEG somewhere on your computer. Check us out at farmhousecreative.net. So growing up, you used to sing a lot. Yeah, I did. Tell me about your singing career. Uh, You sang a lot at church. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a career. I mean, I sang a lot at church. But you had a you had a voice teacher. That's true. I had a voice teacher. Well, I started singing back when I was like three or four mm-hmm. um, in churches and things like that. In fact, it was funny. I was um, I that that song I sang was called "Close to Him" and it was in like the school or the church Christmas program or whatever. And yeah. I still I was walking the dog yesterday and I I remembered all the words to that song. Like I could <laughs> sing that song today. I can't remember what I did yesterday, but right. I remember all the words to the song that I sang and like when I was five. So anyway, I started singing when I was five in church and kept doing it all the way through church and through school. Mm -hmm. I was in choirs and I was in show choir in high school, even though I am not a good dancer. (laughs) Well, I started out at Alexandria Public Schools. So I went to elementary all through there and through sixth grade. And for the first semester of seventh grade, I went to junior high at the Alexandria Monroe Junior High. Then I decided that I didn't like that. It was my decision. I think I broke, brought it up that I didn't like that anymore and I wanted to go to Christian school. Okay. So I had already had some friends from Ellick who went over to Liberty Christian in Anderson. I switched in the middle of my seventh grade year and went over to Liberty, Liberty Christian. How'd you like it? I liked it. Um, I had Bible class every day. Um, okay. <laughs> what, what'd you cover in Bible class anyway? Because I don't know. 
Like the this, this is a foreign concept to me. The Bible just hey, let's just flip this thing open. Well, here. we what? had a we had a Bible verse we had to memorize every week. So okay. in seventh grade, it started out one way, and then through high school, they got bigger and longer and whatever. Okay. Um, I remember in eighth grade we had a new Bible teacher, and he was all jazzed about the Book of Joshua. So we made a paper mache. I don't even know how big it was. It was huge, like a sheet of plywood. We made a paper mache map of Jer- Jericho or like Israel. The area. The area. Okay. And we like did little maps of like where they went and how long they stayed in the 40 years that they traveled the desert or whatever. Wow. But okay. it was a semester long project and it was paper mache made out of flour and water. Yeah. So I don't know that we thought that through all the way because by the end of it, the thing stunk so bad of like oh. rotting flour. We had like those little stick on air fresheners underneath of it and stuff because it was just gross. Then okay. we had to take it downstairs and give a presentation in chapel because we had chapel two days a week um, and give a presentation about it, about our project for the year and we bored everybody in chapel to death because it was like and then they traveled to jericho and marched around it seven times and then they traveled here and it's very boring it's very so exciting. you're singing in church you're you're singing in classes in at yep. uh, school in and choir like at school and all that so when did uh when did you leave liberty christian though liberty you didn't graduate from there. no i didn't graduate from there i left liberty my uh after my junior year so my senior year i don't know because i'm smart and whatever i'm not sure but i decided to go to back to alexandria where i had started from i had some friends who who were had, still there who were still there who had left liberty and went over there and stuff like that so it seemed like a good place to finish out my senior year so i did it was a little different um because you know going from liberty to it from a christian school to a public school but honestly like alexandria like we graduated 107 kids so it's not like it's not like i was going into like a, a huge school but you know it was different uh we had one year we had like the drug dogs come through and like sniff yeah. everybody's lockers so that did not happen in liberty quickly tell me about prom though that uh, was the first year that was the first year i went to prom i was allowed to go um i went with a guy who was just a friend of mine mm-hmm. um but it was interesting because um you got national coverage we did well national definitely well, at regional. Least, at least regional um one of the the guys at school was openly gay yeah um which you know this was that's a 97 97 right? in small town alexandria like this was not this is not normal it <laughs> did not happen uh but he was openly gay and i was like hey whatever i don't care but other people were not like that they did oh, care yeah. so we had channel 13 news out in front of probably had some protesters too right? uh, did you have any? I don't remember protesters, but okay. there probably were. Well, I remember the parents were kind of up in arms um, because he was bringing his boyfriend with him. Right. That was the big deal. That was the big deal. And people were like, what is this? And I, he's a nice guy. I don't really care. He can sit at my table. Um, but we had Channel 13 News out there and it was, it was a big deal. Did he sit at your table? Uh, I think he did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Still singing. Was in show choir. I had a voice teacher and yeah. piano teacher. Tell me about person. the voice teacher, though. Uh, she is awesome. She's still. I'm still in contact with her now on Facebook through the magic of the interwebs and stuff. She was a studio musician, so she sang a lot on uh, background vocal tracks and for commercials and a lot of Christian artists. She sang at the Gaither Studios and things like that. So she kind of took me around with her a few she, times, so I got to see her record and that kind of stuff. You did a jingle for. Uh, you were working for a radio station. Yep. They brought you into the studio and said, "Sing." Yep. What'd you sing? Uh, it was for Quigley's Restaurant, which I just found out earlier that is not, it's not around anymore. It's closed. But oh, you were the voice of I Quigley's. I was the voice though. of Quigley's for like 
10 years probably and the reason we know this is uh angie would listen to the station I'd stream she, it every once in a she'd while she'd stream it over the internet and she'd hear her commercial. my jingle was still playing 10 years later yeah. but so i sang the song for quigley's it was a friend of ours a friend of the radio stations friend of mine who um his parents actually lived across the street from me and he needed somebody to sing this jingle so they're like angie come in and sing so i sang I didn't write it, but I sang it, and I sang all three parts, so all harmony parts and the melody and everything. I sang all three. We stacked them on top of each other. They played it for 10 years. And then here recently, your outlet has really been uh, the Muncie Civic Theater, Mm -hmm. uh, singing in ensemble parts and things like that. I'm not really a lead kind of person because I got a lot of stuff going on already. So, And I sing better than I act, and I sing better than I dance. What shows have you been in? I've been in, let's see, I started back when Zuzu was a baby. I was like, I need something that is for me. So I started in My my Son Pinocchio. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was in that, and then that's where I met Amy Leffingwell. We were in that play together. Yeah, she's now our project manager. And now she's manager. our project manager, so you meet people everywhere. Uh, so I was in that, and then I was in Mary Poppins. Yes, I, I think, think that was about a year later. Yeah, about a year later, I was in Mary Poppins. Then I was in the Taffetas in the studio sh- theater. Yep. I might be out of order. I don't remember. But I was in the Taffetas Studio Theater. There was only four people in that whole show, um, so there was no standing and hiding in the background because you're... You're there for the whole world to see. And then you did two back, uh, uh, two shows back to back. Nine to five was one of them, but uh, it must have been Mary that, Poppins before that. Maybe that was because it was Mary Poppins, and then nine to five, which was fun. I, I like. We were dancing on tables yeah. and all kinds of stuff. That one was fun. Then the taffetas. Then taffetas. Then, then Rock of Ages. Yes. That was the most fun show I've ever been in. Like it was rock and roll and like crazy. Got to sing the songs you couldn't listen to well, when you were growing up. I didn't up. listen to them when I was a kid, but I sure belted them out on stage. So um, I was not a very good, that was a very dance heavy show and I'm yeah. not a very good dancer. So the joke of the whole show was I got put on the stairs of the stage at the bar, the bar on stage. Uh, so all I had to do was like sway back and forth and like clap and like flip my hair around or whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'll be in any show you need me to be in as long as I can sway on the stairs kind yeah. of thing. Uh, and then after that, my most recent one that I've been in was the Christians in the studio theater. Yes. Oh, in you the show. You were the piano player. I was the piano a... player in the praise band yeah. for this pretend <laughs> church in the show, the Christians. Uh, and I sang. So that was fun. There was four of us. Um, it was kind of full circle for you. It was very full circle. because I'm, And they're talking, the, the play really took a hard look at what we believe and why and the relationships within the church and what do we do when someone we love starts to not feel the same way that we do and how do you reconcile that i had been through that but like you know 20 years ago now but like to bring that back full circle and to really kind of think about it and all that was it was it was fun for me i really liked it it was it was an interesting play to be part of If a person didn't know you. Yeah, they probably know more about me than they ever cared to know. But yeah, now they know about me. So when you see me around town, you'll know... Everything about Angie. Everything, everything and more. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might even use it on the show. 
Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. We were also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoo. Find out more about them at LuckyTats.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has gone Gone boss. boss.